स्मार्ट कास्ट लिसनिंग टू अंदुस्तान टाइम्स प्रोडक्शन ब्रॉट टू यू बाय एच टी स्मार्ट कास्ट हाई दिस इज मंजुला नारायण नेशनल बुक्स एडिटर हिंदुस्तान टाइम्स एंड दिस इज द बुक्स इन ऑथर्स पॉडकास्ट इट्स अ वीकली पॉडकास्ट वेर आई स्पीक टू ऑथर्स गॉट ए न्यू बुक आउट हाई सो टूडे वी हैव दीति श्रॉफ शाह who's written the death of kirti kadakya and it's a lovely lovely murder mystery hi meeti hi manjula it's lovely to be here yeah so you know tell me meeti you know i really enjoyed reading your book and i loved the fact that it was you know that you've set it in the rich gujarati community on temple hill which i'm assuming is malabar correct okay my right yes yes it is a very thinly disguised version because the only reason yes. i haven't called it malabar hill is because i wanted to take a few liberties with the world but other than that yeah. it is very much based uh, there yes okay so you know i haven't seen the uh, the wealthy i mean gujarati community you know the wealthy side or the wealthy chunk of it you know the south bombay uh, wealthy chunk of it represented in fiction in indian english fiction or any fiction i haven't seen it you know maybe in gujarati fiction it's there but in in general you know indian english i've never seen it and i don't know why why is it so when i was reading a book this is what struck me um you're absolutely right like i was telling you earlier i haven't seen it either and uh, mm. also the representation of gujaratis in fiction so far i've always found it um, caricaturish and uh, mm. you know light hearted like people are it's it's a light hearted way they've depicted it but i don't find it authentic and mm. um, uh, i think uh, i i don't know like 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 we said it's not in i haven't seen it in english fiction if it's there in yes. some other kind of regional fiction that's possible but i think mm-hmm. one of the reasons is uh, there are not a lot of uh, people writing i mean in my i have a family of say 100 people mm. uh, apart from me i think everybody chose commerce <laughs> you know <laughs> i i was like the only lit- uh, literature student in my and i when i say 100 people i'm talking about my image my uh, immediate family it's not even like yes. second cousins or third cousins i'm talking about first cousins you know it's yeah. that big but so like i was telling you i ha- i wanted to showcase this world i also uh, wanted to talk about how rich it is i mean you know uh, in terms of uh, it's it's a privileged world no doubt but they have really it's a very, it's very conventional they've really sort of um, hung on to their traditions their um, their conventions and um, mm. there's a lot of richness that comes out of there you know it's a there's a many yes. layers there are many layers to this world which i don't mm. see in fiction and mm. uh, the other thing is i was i lived abroad for a couple of years so uh, mm. i think what happened is that gave me some sort of uh, outsider's perspective you know when mm. you, when you can kind of step back and look at the world and you know so i look i look at it as a, i i love it but i also mm. see some of the flaws the fault line mm. you know all of that so mm. uh i think that this is the world i wanted to talk about it's 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 a culture i'm intimately familiar with i love mm. it and i still see the the things that you can kind of you know poke fun at sometimes 
Hmm. And I and I like the way you've woven this. I mean, you can't call it a comedy of manners because it's you know, a, but the sociological sort of you know aspect of things with 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 the murder mystery. It it is. Um, in fact, it's when I was thinking about uh, writing a mystery and wondering where I should I should set it, and you know, because I've grown up reading mysteries and I'm enamored hmm. with the little village mysteries and you know, set in. Scottish Highlands or English yes. little English villages. Currently, I'm I'm a big fan of Louise Penny, who writes about okay. Quebec, in and her mystery set in a fictional Three Pines village. And yeah. the best part about all these mysteries is the little world that they pull you into. Right, the the puzzle yes. is the one part, the clever puzzle, and the second yes. part is the culture, the little nuances or uh, the cultural nuances, the people, the characters. that's what sort of you want to go and experience that when you're actually reading a mystery you know any mystery reader will tell you that so yes so when i was thinking of writing it i knew it had to be set here because i'm like if people if i am so enamored by that uh, by by that culture imagine if people were reading about this and it, and it's quite um um it's it's very interesting there are these 100 year old uh, temples like you know uh, there there's literally peppering the place and there will be like a fitness um, studio like a spinning studio uh, a boutique for designer clothes and there will be a temple and all of it is quite um, sitting very comfortably together and and mm. it's not like the temple is any less visited than the fitness studio like this the same person who go to the temple in the morning will also yes, go to the fitness course. studio in an hour's time you know so uh, it's um yeah. there's a it's it's very beautiful the way everything sort of uh, um has fit together you know has stayed together and uh, it's very seamless the in, hmm. it's a world that you want i wanted to explore hmm so now as an insider you know uh, uh you have people within the community read the book and you know have you had reactions yes so i have had a uh, book my book my my friends and family have bought the book and a lot of them have said oh my god we can relate to this you know i'm like obviously you can relate to this because this is about you guys you know about this world so yes uh, it's a fun reaction because we're like oh god we could see the there's a slope called the manam mandir slope okay where which leads up mm-hmm. to the main area and i've described it about with its little temp the scent the, there's actually this fragrance of um, um chandan and uh, yes which actually that whole area because of the number of temples there there is yeah. fragrance in the air because that's the that's the chandan is what we used to uh, worship the gods to do puja so yeah. there's that fragrance in the air and people are walking a lot of the people do walk barefoot because it's literally 5 minutes away from their homes and yeah. uh, uh, ahimsa is a big one in that part of the yes. city We're, and they're yes. walking barefoot because they literally do not want to trample on the ants. So yes. all of this, which I've described, is you literally if you walk down that slope, you'll see you'll see somebody going to the temple, and you'll see somebody with a yoga mat tucked under their arm, running off to the park or to the for you know for a workout. Mm. So um, yeah, it, it, people were people have called me to say that we could see the road that you're talking about, you know. <laughs> Okay, and you know to go to look at the murder mystery bit of it. You know, did you do a lot of plotting, and you know what went into that? 
Uh, yes. So I am a planner by nature. So I hmm. plan everything about life in any case. Like I, it gives me great, great joy to make little lists, and then even greater joy to go and you know cross things off my list. And then hmm. uh, a week later, I'll go back and look at my lists and feel very accomplished because I've crossed <laughs> all those things off my list. So, hmm. uh, so I'm a planner by nature. So to write a mystery, uh, I have uh, plotted thoroughly. meaning i am very mm. surprised when people like you know there are pantsers like people who say that they don't plot in advance and they jump into it and they see where the story takes them that sort of mm. uh, jumping into it is very terrifying for me i wanted to mm. know exactly where i'm going and how i'm going to head there mm. so and especially mm. with the genre i'm writing because it's you know you, you have to plant your clues you have to uh, plant your cliffhangers your red herrings all of that mm. has to be uh, carefully planted in and cleverly done so so that yes. people don't uh, you know don't see it it's not obvious so you it has to be done cleverly so for that, mm. for this genre particularly i think uh, plotting was important mm. having said that there have been times when my characters have done things that i hadn't plan for them to do they have been completely unpredictable and uh, that has those have been the most uh, um rewarding moments i would say while writing mm. because mm. we've always heard of writers say that oh my character took a life of their own and i'm like what is this you know how 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 do characters take a life of their own you know you but when i experienced it for myself Mm. in spite of all the plotting and all the i knew exactly where i wanted who to go and then the characters have come to the scene and said something and um, mm. i'm like i didn't plan it but it fits so well into the scene and mm. that's been kind of fun so you know it's it's been it's been a learning experience that if they're if they're coming and saying something you know keep quiet and listen to it carefully and write it down <laughs> Yeah. You're making it sound like a possession. <laughs> you know, like being possessed. <laughs> no, I, you know, it, it was a learning. I'm like, okay, you need to shut up. You need to listen to what we mm. are saying. Imagine you're at a dinner table and these characters have walked in. I mean, this, this is how mm. I imagine it, and they're sitting and chatting. And instead mm. of saying what I want them to say, they're saying their own things. So I'm like, instead mm. of me interrupting them and saying, no, no, you were supposed to say this. I'm like, mm. I've told myself, shut up, listen carefully. and write it down you know that's how wow. i think of it so mm-hmm. wow that's like really an insight into writing a mystery you know mystery novel now you know the central figure i mean of uh, the cops you know no not radhi radhi of course is a central figure as the you know the person who unravels it mm-hmm. but also the the the, the dead person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his stories hmm. so you know did, did you like you thought him up entirely by yourself or he is like he's like a composite of many people you know you know mm i would say uh, i mean i did think of him think him up but i'm sure he's a composite of people i know i know so many people who are stock traders and uh, people who are investors in the stock market and i know so many people over the years who had massive losses so yeah it's it's in this world that i'm talking about my half my family is into the in in the stocks market right mm-hmm. or in, they dabble in it they are investing yeah. in it they the con, there are many conversations at home around 
the stock market and and around how it's sort of um, um, performed on a given day. Hmm. So if I had to give him a profession and if he'd had to make a loss, this was something that came naturally. I have some knowledge about it. I have people to ask if I if there were there were places I was getting stuck. then there were friends and family to call and say what happens and how did the price go down and what's a you know uh, what's an option trade and all of that which otherwise mm-hmm. as a writer and as somebody with from an advertising background it's not something mm-hmm. i have any practical knowledge of you know but it was easy to yes. get this information so yes and you know i like how you know you brought out bits of the city also like when you i, I mean i've also noticed how sometimes you know you go into like really shabby places or streets in bombay mm-hmm. and then suddenly you go into an office and it's really swanky <laughs> you get the shock of your life because the steps leading up to it are like you know chip all the time all the time javeri but yeah. if you go to which is like the jewelers market in yes. in, uh, in mumbai oh. it's, it's crowded and Uh, the streets are narrow and people are spitting and i i can't even begin to describe it but you end you go up a building and you enter a jeweler's shop and it's going to be swanky and air conditioned and um you know everybody has to leave their footwear outside because it's okay yes so yeah yes, yeah. yeah so you you got all that and it's sort of like you know a, for you know even for an indian reader i mean you know a, a general indian reader who's not a gujarati or who doesn't belong to this you know sort of strata uh, it is it's interesting but for a, for for a non indian it must be i mean it must be even more fascinating but because for them it's like completely alien so what has been the reaction with you know readers outside india because i see it's been nominated for yes, uh, some in fact uh, the book got picked up in the uk much before it got picked up in india huh I mean, hmm. it was just much easier to. Uh, I mean, uh, the editor who read it at Joff Books was hmm. extremely excited about it, and hmm. um, uh, it got picked up out there. And then, and uh, they wanted want wanted to be a three book series. So I'm working on the next one already. And, oh yeah, and it was very exciting for them to get a glimpse into this world because, like I said, you know, we've grown up reading these Scottish. and english mysteries little country houses yes. and all of that so similar yes. this glimpse into our culture is very exciting for them also not a lot of people are doing contemporary detective fiction the mm. the con- detective fiction that's coming out of india even if their writers mm. are contemporary like a sujata masse or a wasim khan their all their yeah. mysteries are all historical they're set in india or in mumbai but they're not they're in the 1920s and they're not set in current times so that's true that's true why do you think that is i mean i mean i don't want to like take away from what you say continue with that we'll return to this point ha huh. so so uh, bombay as it is right now uh, in a cozy has never been seen i mean you'll have crime fiction mm-hmm. coming out of mumbai which is a gritty the underbelly of the city you know the uh, mm-hmm. all of that may be there but a cozy yeah. coming out of mumbai of set in mumbai in current times i i am pretty sure there is nothing because i have uh, i mean i'm a very very voracious reader of mysteries and especially mm. when i started to write this one i wanted to know i wanted to see anything and everything that had been covered you know so mm. 
so in the uk uh, abroad the reaction has been wonderful i i often uh, go and read the amazon reviews that come up <laughs> just uh, my why shouldn't i <laughs> you know it's encouraging yeah why shouldn't i mean that's true yeah uh, so I, I, it must be a great kick because it's, i mean like yeah yeah it's very yes. encouraging <laughs> and oh god they've gone on and on about the food in the book for instance um uh, and the cultural traditions and uh, i mean that's what people have uh, reacted to the most i'd say the, cult- yeah. the the cultural world building the cultural aspect of it you know yes you know, even i notice the food like parts of the book and this is is a sign of a of a successful book it makes me hungry so so you have no idea how many amazon reviews i've got where they say exactly this this book there is an ex indian restaurant i've only i only know hari's i you know people abroad have a very um, wide sort of understanding That's, of indian food yes, like so yes, very like yes. indian curry and where is the where are, where are the curries what is all this gorgeous food you know that that's the uh, <laughs> reviews i've got so yeah mm. but so did you put a lot of effort into those food bits because they're really good you know um so i had a lot of fun writing them you know mm. um mm. i think that is gujaratis and this is something i have discovered while writing this book huh? it's not something i've ever thought about before manjula because it's been a discovery yeah. for me that as gujaratis we are fairly preoccupied with our meals <laughs> and i could you yeah. not when i say that most good jews will go go out to a restaurant we'll try something mm. new like a japanese curry or a vietnamese spring roll or a burmese something and we will promptly deconstruct it right there at the table and mm. attempt making it at home Ooh. and this is something that's true of most guju homes i know where we will be where people will try and recon, um, you know try something they've tried something outside and then come and do uh, so i'm saying it's a big preoccupation food mm. and also mm. traditionally i find gujarati vegetarian food extremely layered there are lots of textures to it um mm. very complex cuisine mm. so if mm. i'm eating dal rice and roti uh, and sabzi at at lunch very rarely have i eaten another dal rice and another sabzi in the evening it's always something different mm. and we will try everything italian uh, mexican my own home we'll try italian mexican we've had made khausue we've uh the japanese curry i'm talking about is a true story <laughs> you know <Let's> so <laughs> okay. so what i'm trying to say is that fo- even if you even when friends come over and we entertain quite a bit okay in this mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. I, I, in the homes i'm talking about i can't speak for all okay. gujaratis everywhere but there's a yeah. lot of thing we entertain a lot and maybe and then and there's also a lot of help at home so there are the spreads yes. that one puts out are elaborate and i only mm. see that now having gone to other non guju homes and seen mm. that they, they are maybe more interested in the conversation than the food you know <laughs> for us it's equal i'm like baat karenge but khayenge bhi you know so it's, uh, it's so it's something mm. i've noticed so i'm saying that gujaratis are um uh, they're passionate about their food and um, i'm passionate about the food we make at home and when you know so it's something that's come come into the writing and of course the way it's written all of that happened in the second draft which which was very fun to do 
you know the first mm. draft i'm like okay we're going to talk about these items and then i'm like let's move on and then second draft i've come and kind of elaborated on what a dhokla is or what a muthiya is you know oh so it's like at first you kind of like sketched you did a sort of hasty kind of sketch like a painter works and then you came in and then you filled in the details with this sort yeah, of yeah it wasn't hasty um no <laughs> no, I, no no i know <laughs> um, it was very very excruciating the first draft because you know you want to get everything right you want to make sure that the mystery is as mysterious as you think it's in your head right like you want to yeah i'm think trying to surprise people or shock people in and in places yeah. but i since i don't have that benefit of not knowing i don't know if i'm surprising enough or shocking enough so yeah. i first draft was quite tough and also uh, you know i keep reading about uh, the hasty first draft like a lot of writers have that process but mm. my first draft was very very detailed in many other aspects um okay. and i think that's a function of uh, which ones which ones the which aspects was it detailed in the entire plot all the cliffhangers all of that was mm. completely thought through so oh. all of the scenes were elaborately um it's only in the descriptions of food or places or even say clothes you know places mm. things like that where i or the weather for instance i really wanted to get the mumbai rains uh, right you know because mm. and, and how i feel about them so those parts i i have worked on the descriptions in the next draft but the other stuff was very detailed and i think that that's a function of what i've been doing like advertising for instance there's a lot okay. of importance given to crafting hmm and i think that sort of stay has stayed and it's i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes i'm like after the end of the whole day of writing there are 500 words you know <laughs> but 500 words is a lot huh? i mean it's not a small amount lot of people uh, you know say that they can't write more than 150 max 300 read stephen like, king you read all these people they're like how prolific i mean i i think i yeah. was depressed for a whole day after i read stephen king's on writing Oh yeah 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 Stephen King of course he's like a, he's like a unicorn man i mean like who writes that much who writes you know throughout his life he's been writing writing yeah. though of course you know that's very different from i mean that world view i, I don't know i lot of people are great fans of it mm. you know, of of it but as a, a, i mean you have to believe in a certain uh, afterlife to mm-hmm. go for it completely surprised at the end yeah, I mean, you know what i mean i mean i'm not a big fan of uh, that genre so i haven't read a lot of stephen king but i have read his book on uh, writing that the the craft book he's written so which i thought was yeah. i'm like who writes like he's talked about his own writing process and i was quite unsettled if i should say so yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so who are your favorite writers in this genre um so i mentioned louise penny uh, yes you know i've read so many mysteries over the years that i'm sure i'll forget a, a lot of them as i'm talking what about guys like ian rankin or you know though that's more gory yeah. what about pd james you know pd james mm-hmm. i've read uh, cordelia gray and all i have enjoyed uh, huh. at a certain uh, i mean a few years ago like i, I keep you keep discovering you no know, new new writers when you are into yes. genre so louise penny is this inspector gamash series that she writes is wonderful yes. then mc beaton writes about hamish macbeth and her mysteries are based in the scottish highlands which i love 
I mean, she's a lot of fun to read. Then um, at some point, I was reading Alexander McCall Smith, who's okay, delightful. Okay. Then huh. so many, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and what I also liked about the book was that these things, like the insights, which I told you about earlier, also, but this particular one, the residents of Temple Hill were essentially clean eaters who ate no meat or seafood, and yet every now and then they polished off entire reputations before lunch. <laughs> yeah. The irony never failed to amaze her. This is one of my favorite bits. <laughs> it's so true, God. It's so true. There are so many rules that we have around food. in uh, the community i come from which is the gens mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for instance and and not to take away from anything because it's extremely scientific as a religion uh, mm. especially when it comes to food rules you know like eating, yeah. eating before sunset and um it's very precise no it's very precise and there are lots and there's a there are many reasons for it so it's never like bhagwan ne bola hai to karo there is there is a scientific reason in what the food does to you how long it takes to digest your food and which is why you eat before sunset you know or why mm-hmm. you don't eat leafy greens because the quality of those greens in the monsoon like we only eat leafy greens for about 4 5 months a year the ki mm. palaks i'm talking about because yes. the quality of those leafy greens in the monsoon deteriorates there's a lot of insects and stuff right that come out yeah. those things so there are reasons given to why you're doing certain things Hmm. So so and I'm I'm a big girl. I adhere to a lot of it. So the, hmm. the I mean it's not I mean not everything because that I I don't think I, I in this day and age I can do that for myself. But a lot of people do. But I do adhere yeah. to a lot of it, and I have a lot of respect for those rules. But it's just hmm. funny because people can be catty, just regardless of whether they eat animals or no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's just, and hmm. uh, there are catty people everywhere. you know in every culture every subculture every society will have its share of will be people discussing the men discussing the food while they are eating the food right like mm. if there's a elaborate meal that been put out everybody's full attention is on it and mm. and things mm. are sort of uh, criticized or complimented as the case be as the case may be you know so mm. are and people are catty so it's just funny yeah Hmm. And you no, know, and I was also wondering is you know perhaps a lot of people have this assumption that if you're vegetarian, you're holier than thou, and you therefore will not be bitchy or catty about other people. <laughs> Maybe there's also that that you're playing against, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, exactly. Hmm. I want to clarify; it's not the case. I see, I see enough <laughs> of all that. But like I said, where. कहा नहीं मिलेगा वेर यूल फाइंड इट एवरीवेयर सो दैट्स ट्रू दैट्स ट्रू Tell me, you know, when we talking about uh, you know household help and all, I, I found that very interesting that you uh, you've got this um, I think her name is Leela, mm-hmm. right? Who's Radhi's uh, kind of sidekick? Yes, and I can see that relationship like going forward in 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 the coming books. Yes, so uh, you know, talk about that. Um. So. like i said the help is a very integral part of all these homes that i'm talking about and people yeah. have been the help in say my parents home for example has been with us since uh 30 years now the other one yeah. has been what uh, 25 years so these are the, these are the kind of long uh, relationships that the families do have with their helpers and the yes. members of the family and i'm not just saying that like just like when somebody i know whose helper got divorced it was a thing like everybody said we are going to give him space and 
all of, you know all of that like so yeah they are very integral and it's true the homes would crumble without their constant support mm. so all of that is very true and i think uh, i mean in my head i saw these two sing- single like i used to have a friend who's the sweeper's daughter in when mm. i was growing up and uh, mm. i remember many afternoons that i have played with her because in our building there were no other there were not too many kids so yeah, yeah. which is where leela's uh, where the little back story that i have given where leela mm. and uh, radhi used to play together as kids mm. comes from there because uh, she used to be alone i used to be down cycling or doing whatever and you know how mm. kids are they don't know uh, that this is a different economic class or they they are they're not they're blind to all of this yes that's true um so that's where this comes from i mean this is a little it, i i could see this happening like i i could see them being friends and in not that that takes away from any of leela's uh, awkwardness around not sitting on furniture which is something so yes. be ingrained you know however comfortable yes. she is around radhi and she's known her for since she was a little girl but certain mm. things will not happen uh, mm. and that that's true as well you know yeah yeah but you know i was when i was reading it i could understand it perfectly hmm. but i was wondering how a western reader would view this i mean you know would they get this the complexity of this relationship because you know we are like at some level we are still feudal in many ways yeah yeah i mean i was wondering like this was this thought occurred to me just as a critic when i was like reading hmm. it in hmm. you know whether other readers from other cultures mm. would get this see the other thing is if you talk about the uk they've mm. had their butlers they've got yes. uh, peter wimsy and uh, you know his but i forget his butler now the mystery the dorothy elsey was mm. mystery series that she writes where you have yeah. lord peter wimsy solving the mystery yeah. and his butler sort of helping Yes. and then you have uh, ask then you have jeeves in jeeves jeeves of course so they, yeah. they are familiar with with a this whole uh, under the, like downtown abbey for instance you know yes. under the stairs yes. and above the stairs this world that is there yeah. they are very familiar with it it's not a novel concept where you have these helpers living as part of your household so they are familiar with it they they have it as part of their historical you know uh, knowledge true. i suppose like contemporarily they don't na true but i'm saying it as a concept it's not a uh, it's not a shocker for them it's something ah, that they have they may not have servants right now in their homes yeah. but it's something that they know ex- has existed in their past so i'm i'm just saying that yes. for them to imagine a relationship between a leela and a radhi a friendship between them yeah. is not yeah. so out of the ordinary because you in in their own own literature there are so many instances like these with like i said mm-hmm. with bertie wooster and jeeves being one of the most famous ones that come yes. to mind right now yes so i yes. so i feel um, they, they can i mean it's beyond their realm of understanding like they, they, i'm sure they got the spirit of it at least Hmm. You mean it's not beyond there? Yeah. Ha. Huh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know another another like scene that I really enjoyed was a prayer meeting. Ha. Huh. You know, and on Temple Hill, a prayer meeting was as much uh, a social social occasion as a wedding. Yeah. It was common for attendees to show up in the uh, longest cars and largest solitaires. That's a lovely image. So we <laughs> talk about that. 
and that whole setup you know where you you build that whole scene so everybody i know has a wardrobe for funerals hmm. meaning there will be a set of very nice white and off whites you know organzas and katwak palazzos and uh, lakhnavi kurtas and chiffons all of that and it will hmm. be touched when god forbid somebody passes away but uh, hmm. that wardrobe is very much taken um it's not something you put on hurriedly without any thought that that okay. wardrobe that has been given thought to so hmm. location because somehow in gujaratis because our families are so large and because everybody in is mumbai based uh, for the most part hmm anything like this will there'll be like a 300 400 people will show up for something like this and the minute hmm. that many people showing up people will dress well Hmm. and dressing well means i mean diamonds and jewelry and all of that is a very big part of of this world hmm so it not that anybody is being doing this uh, it doesn't take away from the feeling of it or the, the people are there to mourn and doesn't take away from the grief or anything i'm just saying that as a as by default people will be dressed well people will be in their diamonds and it will be a social hmm. occasion Hmm. I don't want to give out any spoilers, but I also liked how you kind of, you know, you uh, brought out the loneliness of the Marwadi <laughs> in this setup. In the ha, in the Gujarati, no, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. uh, so much because he was a Marwadi. It was hmm. that. It was just the the loneliness of. It could have been any community, honestly, uh, uh, Manjula, because the the whole point was that. if you are not well off on temple hill hmm. the the price you pay is steep yes so that was the point that the keeping up of appearances and which is the theme hmm. of this book i think when i look back at it that yes. the thing that i was trying to say about how the cost of keeping up appearances of keeping up a, a certain facade of hmm. prosperous and being um, happy is it, hmm. so it could have been anybody if anybody didn't have the means to support a lifestyle on temple hill then things might would get lonely for them hmm. you know in spite of everybody's best efforts best intentions but hmm. the world is such and i think that's true for society anywhere right it's not that's only true. on temple hill anywhere that if somebody suddenly slips has a fall from grace or you know slips yeah. one notch down or two notches down the ladder yeah at some point they will find themselves being cast out of the inner circles and that's yes like, almost untouchable becoming untouchable ha uh, uh-huh, not not even yeah not even that drastic but like out of the inner circles like yes. in, you know then you don't get called for the diwali parties and all of that yes so that yes. so it was not more was wasn't more about him being a certain community it was just if suddenly no, no. means then what would happen no, no, that, I mean, i'm saying that also struck me because earlier i never you know one never thinks about it but of course the, this man is you know he's he's been sort of sidelined because of his lack of mm. uh, whatever mm. success within that uh, setup yeah yeah and in the way he muses about it and saying that you know uh, it's a good thing his daughter's had a good marriage and so these people can turn up for his funeral <laughs> counting the number of people who yes. turn up 
I think oh, a certain yeah. age this becomes a real consideration that how many people are going to turn up after you attended enough of these uh, prayer meetings and funerals mm-hmm. at a certain age mm-hmm. I think it becomes something of something you start thinking about I think like my mother-in-law uh, will often make statements like you know we are not going we don't want to do a large prayer meeting when i pass and we don't you know whatever we got whatever we wanted to do we did it when my father-in-law passed in the sense whatever uh, all the things that all the ceremonies and all, all of that you know so they they at a certain they start thinking about these things you know okay so uh, how long did it take you to finish the book i think a little over 2 years okay and like you were like focusing it on it or i mean you're juggling it with work or what? yeah juggling it with work juggling it with uh, parenting i have mm. a young uh, daughter she's 8 so mm. that does so, sorry so when when what started, does she think about like you know has she kind of like looked at it or she's, she's too very young. very proud of it and uh, can't wait to so i keep getting these little cards from her uh, mm. you know when i got long listed for instance one card was made saying congratulations you're the best writer i know then when i got published <laughs> you know and the first book got came out that time one little card was made so she is very very proud and very very uh, much a part of this process so in the middle i mm. pract- i had read deep work huh? and you know how it is when you've just read a new book and you feel yes. you must sort of put this into practice so i ha huh. block my time in into periods of one and a half hour now hours yeah. like you know 90 minutes and i yeah. said her i said look i'm doing deep work wherein mm. you can't come to ask me whether it is okay to you know play uh, with this game or eat this candy right now you can't ask these questions because i i shall you know i'm putting my phone away look so she she was you know very much part of it so when i was writing it so she'd come and say is your deep work time over she would check the clock then enter all of that So, wow very nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. and this most of this book by the way got written in the pandemic huh so it was uh, all at home but you you started the other uh, like it's a three though i mean i can see this going on like it's a fascinating world and you know it's not mm. it's under explored so you know, i can see people being you know very comfortable as they go on and not wanting it to end like as often happens you know when you when you're stuck on this characters radhi is really nice with her you know with her own complexities and but you know all that you get used to the character and you want the character to continue i honestly think it's more than 3 there can be more much more than 3 uh, series you know series not just 3 i'm sure more yeah i mean a lot of these characters have gone on like the ones i have read have gone on to write 10 10 12 12 solve you know mystery yes Yes. same character in the same world so yeah and hopefully i mean i don't know we'll see i it's too soon for me to say but i am on book 2 and halfway okay through. so you are halfway through oh, yes okay. because it came out uh, in december no the book i this the first one in the uk it's come yeah. out in december it's in india that it's come out in june so i've been writing uh-huh. since the last 6 8 months working on it Hmm. So, but why, why, why didn't you? You mean the Indian publishers only picked it up after it became a big, became a hit in the UK? I wouldn't I mean, say what? it became a hit. The hit happened after the long listing because it was long listed for the the New Blood Dagger Award, which is the pre- yes. one of the prestigious awards for crime writing. That happened yes. recently, 
but yes it was easier to sell abroad than india i don't know why um maybe because of the pandemic uh, i i believe that the the, uh, the delhi was badly hit at that time when we were pitching it and the printing mm-hmm. presses were shut and also yes. i think crime fiction is um, very big in the uk Yes. They are yes. they have so many crime writing festivals that I've been following now that I have been published there I'm like looking at all the interesting festivals that are happening and so mm. writing conventions for just dedicated to crime writing and crime writers. So oh, in India right. we don't have that kind of uh, focus focused yeah in, they had started it in the middle if you remember a crime writing festival in Delhi I think uh, CIA Kapoor yeah. had started it but I didn't yeah, think, yeah, yeah. think it went anywhere and I was talking this talking about this with somebody else that a lot of our fix for crime writing comes from international uh, reading like if you ask yes. me also I've been reading a lot of these mysteries the ones I yes. told you about like uh, the Christie the Gatha Christie is like my one great love you know so hmm. Hmm. but do you think anita nair had written a couple there yeah. uh, uh, are there are but i'm just saying it's not as widespread and that's true popular somehow though i hope yeah. it's changing yeah i'm sure it's changing but to go back to that thing where we, you know you, you you're talking about a lot of mysteries being set in a you know historical mysteries but you know contemporary writing mm-hmm. in the genre being why do you think that is we were discussing that and then we went back to something else so, yeah you know? i think one of the reasons is that um, people like to choose set it in historical times is because of the lack of technology so mm. detective the amateur sleuth gets a lot to do then okay that's one thing i've read somewhere and mm. observed that because there were say maybe no phones at that time no mobiles in the sense yeah so a lot of yeah. the uh, or no google searches mm. no dna or testing so a lot of mm. technology which is available to the detective today would not have been there then and mm. why the uh, the fact that the am- amateur sleuth can solve something mm. um is believable you know there's a can solve something uh, of that complexity when the cops and everybody put together can't so that's yeah. one thing i've read because i struggled with that i'm like how do you how do you make radhi solve these things mm. when the cops have ruled certain things out mm. so, uh, that's one thing they you set it in a certain time where they the cops themselves don't have access to much of this mm-hmm. so that but also you follow that tradition where you know the the ending only, only a little group of people know mm-hmm. the truth mm-hmm. right yes and the readers and that group of people i mean it's not widely broadcast and the the person who uh, finds the solution or finds the killer isn't known right across you know like isn't made much of yes. in the wider press or whatever so talk about that because that's also an aspect of a, a lot of very successful uh, writing in this genre right so i don't, I don't know this so the, the the this whole group of people in the end that's you know when you have the la- last scene and I, having studied mm-hmm. so many different mysteries and structures this last mm-hmm. scene is quite critical where yes. the detective is in will gather everybody and sort of this is this is who the murderer is and this is how i found out voila you know but yes, uh, having yes. said that we don't want to make them famous this is not the world they are in i mean it's very 
integral to the world i wasn't doing it in terms of this is right right for the genre but it is right for my world i think that should be it uh, for the listeners go out and get uh, the death of kirti kadakia by amiti shroff shah it's a great book it's really enjoyable and it gives you an insight into a world that you know uh, others know very little about i mean non gujarati jain rich people <laughs> don't know about it and so it's like very, you know really very interesting and very layered and i mean it's a very satisfying read i loved it Thank you so much Meeti for uh, talking to me. Thank you Manjula so much for having me. This was wonderful. It's it's lovely to be able to talk about the process with somebody who enjoys it, who's enjoyed reading the book. So it's the pleasure was all mine. Great. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.